Welcome back to the Changing Past Podcast. Today we have a guest, his name is Scott Hazleton, who is the Athletic Director at Bradford Christian Academy, which is a school in Massachusetts. Scott is a person who has his hand in many different things that helped him to get to where he is today, whether it be teaching or coaching. Uh, Scott has many experiences that helped mold his future. Currently for Bradford Christian Academy, aside from being an athletic director, he is also the girls varsity head coach at BCA. And he also has the opportunity to coach elite players with an AAU program called Lady Rivals Basketball. Through our conversation, we learned that Scott is a person who helps the community and helps the youth through the game of basketball by spreading his knowledge of the game and sharing his experiences. Knowing that he played basketball at a very high level with UConn and URI and then eventually overseas, it would be foolish for me to not pick his brain and have a conversation with him about how he got to where he is today. Scott and I met at my current job in Plastown, New Hampshire, where BCA has their home games, and he was actually able to give me an opportunity to coach at Bradford Christian Academy and then also coach with the AAU program of Rivals Basketball. And because of that, I was able to build the resources that I have now and was able to create a platform with a semi-pro basketball team and also build a rapport with some of the people in the community when it comes to basketball for their children. That's the kind of person that Scott Hazleton is for the community. Having people like that in the community, especially when it comes to sports, is extremely important. And seeing that he was willing to make changes in order to get to where he is today, that shows that when you're involved with many different things, whether it be basketball programs or teaching, your path for success is much clearer. I hope you guys are able to listen in on the message that Sky is trying to give. Feel free to let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you have any questions about the podcast or the interview. This conversation is a good one, and it helped me realize a lot, and I hope it helps you guys too. With that being said, here's Sky Houston. Sitting here with Scott Hazleton. Scott, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Really happy to be here. Pretty excited to be here. Nice, nice. How was your summer? Well, summer was good. Um, busy uh, as usual, but uh, I'm uh, not much of a uh, winter guy, so um, you know, getting a chance to uh, be outside and do some things that I like to do, uh, I always enjoy the summer. Nice, nice. Um, and during the summer, you know, you coach, you coach AAU, right? I do. So I, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to uh, coach an AAU uh, program, um, uh, Rivals Basketball Club. And uh, July is a big part of our season, so we do a lot of traveling throughout the country. Um, so it's always it's always good to see a lot of talented players and uh, essentially get to see uh, kids' lives change off of it. Nice, nice. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about, you know, the circuit, the AAU circuit, and, you know, obviously your coaching and the part that you have in it? Yeah, so, um, I mean, AAU is this, uh, you know, there's, there's many levels of, of AAU. Uh, the circuit that we're on is the uh, Adidas Gauntlet. 
which is uh, they take 32 teams in the country uh, on the boys' side and also on the girls' side. I primarily deal with the girls. Um, and, you know, throughout the year, the AU season, you know, roughly goes from March, end of March for us until the end of July. Um, there's a series of tournaments um, that we partake in, uh, travel tournaments and uh, evaluation tournaments where college coaches can come uh, evaluate, uh, evaluate our kids uh, in hopes of uh, getting scholarships. So um, it's pretty extensive. Um, you know, it's literally every weekend in the, um, in the spring and then pretty much all of July. Um, we're out on the road. Um, chasing our dreams, so it's a, it's an exciting time. Nice. And would you say that your players understand like that concept and like what AAU actually means? Because there's a lot of times, you know, when you come across AAU and they're kind of just there to play, as yeah. opposed to kind of like gaining that exposure and kind of like getting to like that next step. They're kind of yeah. just there to enjoy the game, which is fine too. Um, but you know, there's certain levels to it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely certain levels to it. Um, I mean, nowadays um, there's so many opportunities uh, for kids to play. So there's so many different teams and whatnot. Um, opposed to when I was coming up, I mean, there was only a few teams that you can play for. So. Um, Everything, um, it meant something. Every time you played, it meant something. You know, nowadays there's so many games to be played that sometimes it's, there's a challenge um, to get everybody to uh, dial in all the time and, and really just take every game uh, serious. Um, and again, you know, there's different levels of it. There's a, develop, there's a developmental piece to AAU. Um, you know, and there's, there's an elite side to it. So it's just, it's, it's always uh, important to kind of find that healthy balance and get kids to realize that, hey, you're, up, you're out there, you're playing, um, give it your best um, and, and just always play hard. So that's, that's a challenge uh, as a coach. Yeah, and it seems like your, your players are buying into the system that you have too, because, you know, there's a lot of players being committed to D1 schools, D2 schools. Yeah. Um, and it seems like they're kind of understanding, you know, that concept. Well, you know, we're fortunate enough that, you know, I'm at the point now and it's a lot, it's been a lot of hard work, but uh, we do have a lot of serious basketball players and the, you know, the overwhelming majority of these kids do move on to the next level. Um, but it did take some time to, uh, you know, to build that. But, you know, when I first developed this program, you know, roughly nine years ago, um, you know, I really had to, um, I had to have, you know, my, you know, my goals, my, um, um, you know, what we wanted for the program, you know, what type of kids we wanted in our program, how were we going to run our program. So we wanted to be serious and uh, we were going to get in the gym, we were going to work really hard, we were going to coach the kids up, um, pretty much give them a college experience, you know, of what they're going to get um, at the next level. So I always, you know, I've always called my kids developmental kids because that's what it is. It's college prep. Um, everything that you do with us, you know, we want it to uh, translate to uh, the next level, which is obviously uh, a lot harder than what they're doing right now. So, yeah, and you know, that's a, a great opportunity for them to, you know, one learn from you and kind of see that energy that you bring to yeah. your program and what it actually means. It seems like it it tends to sink in when you have a guy in place or, you know, a woman in place that, that's been there, you know, that's right. played basketball and knows 
what it takes, you know, to get the best results. Right. Out of their play. I mean, I, I've always had a passion for coaching, and um, you know, I've always said, you know, hard work and enthusiasm. Um, I think um, is what separates uh, a lot of programs. I mean, if your kids are just as enthusiastic as you, um, it just it just it just makes everything so much better. Um, you, you know, it's it's. And I can't sit here and take all the credit. Um, you know, we do have some talented, talented kids. And, um, you know, I need them just as much as they need me. Um, and, and, and they know that, and I know that. And uh, it's just, it's fun. I mean, I have a, I have a, uh, a passion for coaching. Um, I love it. It's great to be connected with a team, to be connected with a program. Um, it's something that I've, I've really done my whole life. So, you know, coaching is just another way of me competing and, and, and being around that atmosphere. So I, I absolutely love it. Nice. And did you always see yourself as a coach? Like, did you know at some point in your career that you would be coaching? Absolutely not. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> growing up playing, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, kind of playing at the level that I played at and the level that I strive, that I wanted to play at, um, I just kind of always envisioned myself as a player. Um, and then, you know, there comes that time in life where um, you got to make a choice, you know, you, you got you to gotta move on with life. So um, I needed an outlet um, where I could still be a part of a team um, and, and be connected to the game. And so I wanted to coach him. Um, you know, the, my first coaching position was coaching a sixth grade travel team. Um, and I absolutely loved it and went on from there. It, it seems like you were, you know, able to adapt to that that change. You know, like once something stops, you have to figure out, you know, what your next steps are. And it, right. it seems like you were able to. to yeah, I mean, you, you you come to that point in your life. I always say, you know, that you know, there's choices to be made. Um, and um, yeah, when you got to make that choice, um, it's uh, it's it's an inter it's an interesting thing, right? Um, you 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 have two choices here. You got to make one, um, and, and it might not always be um, the choice that you want. Um, but then you make the best of it. So for me, coaching was my best option, and um, I got into it, and you know I loved it. You know I absolutely loved it. Nice. And kind of you know backtracking away from AU a little bit, what what led you into your passion for for basketball? Um, I mean, hey, at a young age, um, you know, I again, there's choices, right? And where where I where I was living, um, a lot of the people around me, you know, there were there were people that were doing good things, and there were people that were doing bad things. So I had to make a choice in my life, uh, what I was going to do, um, and I chose athletics. And you know, I used athletics um, as a springboard to kind of get me out of uh, my situation, um, you know, at home. Um, and you know what? I noticed uh, the better I got, um, you know, the, the more opportunities it led me to. Um, so it was, it was, it was really uh, make something of this or um, be like everybody else that you're seeing. Yeah, and you know, it's it's important to to realize that too because you either kind of like follow in line or, or become that like statistic of the players that just kind of didn't do anything with their ability or you kind of refocus on what your goals are and then really grind yeah. to attain those goals. I, I think I think what you just said, I think refocusing your goals um, is, is probably the most important thing. 
you know, sitting back, reevaluating like what went well, what didn't go well, and you know, how can you improve from it? Um, I, I think, you know, as a human being, um, you know, it's a powerful thing to uh, to look in the mirror um, and and say to yourself, hey, we got to make a change. Um, you know, let's do this, and then and then, like you said, and then go live it out, then go grind it out. So. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough. I, I always say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not that smart. I'm not that great that, you know, I made these choices on my own. But um, I did have some good people, uh, some great people in my life um, that were able to, um, you know, um, kind of, you know, really just guide me along into my next stage. So, you know, I was fortunate and fortunate in life to, to have those people. Nice. Nice. And would you be able to tell me more about, you know, some of the resources that, that helped you out along the way, aside from, you know, you know obviously, you know, the, the immediate family and stuff like yeah. that? Is there anybody, say, like a mentor yeah. you know, that you look up to Man. that you'd have these conversations? Man. I mean, I, you know, I was, uh, I was fortunate enough when I was uh, 14 years old, I actually went and, um, you know, I needed a change. Um, things weren't going well for me. Uh, and I actually moved in with my AAU basketball coach, his name is uh, Vin Pastore. Um, and, you know, that was probably the biggest turning point in my life um, because I, I, I finally had, you know, that positive, you know, male role model in my life um, who was actually telling me the truth. Like, listen, you need to make a change or, you know, you are gonna end up as that uh, statistic. But the, the difference, you know, that I always said about Vin was, um, he just didn't say it. You know, he, he lived it. Um, he, um, he, 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 he just, he was a role model, man. Like he, he just wasn't gonna say, hey, you gotta do this and you gotta do better. Um, he was gonna make sure I did that. Um, and sometimes, you know what? Uh, we didn't get along all the time. Um, I didn't like some of the, 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 the decisions that he wanted me to do, but uh, he, you know, he somehow, whatever, it always ended up being good, so. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm blessed that I still have him in my life. Um, I've had him every phase of my life. Um, and, and honestly, he probably led me into coaching, you know. He gave me that first kind of push, like, hey, you, you, you need to give back to what somebody gave to you. Uh, and also, um, you could be good at it. So, you know, I, I, I got to attribute him to that. Yeah, it, it's a good thing to have those, those mentors in life that are going to push you to your limits. Kind of like push you outside that comfort zone a little bit because you don't you don't want to have people that you know have you doing things that you always want to do because typically you don't find your success. Absolutely, I would say um, the least amount of yes men you can have in your life probably the better. Um, you know the the one thing um, one of the most important things that I've done kind of you know later in life now and I'd say more in my thirties. Is that I'm just more willing to listen. You know, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Um, I want to learn from people. Um, I try to take something away from everybody, um, and I just think it's so important that we're listening uh, to the right people, um, and that we're just we're opening ourselves up to uh, different things that we normally um, wouldn't be open to, and that's how we grow. Um, so really, like in my 30s, I've just been trying to live my life like that, um, you know, kind of getting outside the box, doing different things. And it's really uh, improved my life because I've met so many good people. Um, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm happy I'm doing it, to be quite honest with you. And how do you, how do you flip that switch, you know, when 
one thing comes to an end, you know, that say a younger kid is so focused on and that stops. Like, how do you flip that switch to kind of change your mindset on something new? Right. I mean, that was that was a tough transition for me because, you know, playing basketball is something that I've done, you know, since I was a little kid and I did it every single day of my life. Um, so when it came to that point where I, I really had to make a, a decision um, whether I was going to play or not anymore, um, because of the because of the situation in my life at the time that led me to stop playing, it was an easy decision to not play anymore. But after that had kind of worn off, it was a it was a really really hard transition to like you know to really just give it up. I mean, I, I struggled with that uh, because for for so much of my life, um, being a being an athlete and being a basketball player was my identity. So I really had to find something else about me that I liked that I could make my identity. And, um, and to be quite honest with just really feeling more uh, secure of myself that people were gonna accept me um, for Scott Hazleton the person and not Scott Hazleton the basketball player, to be honest with you. That was a, and that was a big fear of mine. Nice. And it, it seems like you wanted to distinguish the two, you know, because Probably in your past, people knew you as you know Scott Hayes, yeah. the basketball player, but you had so much more to offer. Absolutely, I mean, I, I think um, you know, I mean, we could go on forever about this, but I, you know, I, I think you know, there's a there's a certain stigma of like athletes, you know, you're supposed to act a certain way, you're supposed to be a certain way, you're supposed to dress a certain way, um, you, you know, things of that. So it, you're right. I mean, I I went through so much of life. Um, you know, I just had I just had so much more to offer. But again, I just my identity for me um, was that I was a basketball player. Right, and it, it it seems like being an athlete or being somebody that's kind of you know in that that limelight or in that you know in that position, you are held to a higher standard. You know, you're you're looked at your every move. You know, any mistakes that you make, people yeah. like to make that public. Right, you know because. They see you, you know, you're at this, you're on the pedestal, and like once you kind of make that mistake, they want to bring you down. Right. Um, so it's important to, you know, be presentable and be professional, but also, you know, make people aware of the fact yeah. that you're a person too. No doubt about it. There's, there's always that balance of, um, you know, feeling that pressure. But I, you know what, I used to always say, hey, you know, it comes with the territory of, uh, you know, if you want to be good. You know, that's what my mentors used to say. If you want to be good, this is what, you know, there's, there's responsibility there. And I think, I think the majority of athletes probably struggle with that at times because, you know, you just can't really do a lot of the things that other people do uh, because it, it does get, um, you know, it does get blown out of proportion or whatnot or things are more, um, you know, out there. Your life is, is a heck of a lot more uh, public. Um, but again, I, I think that on the flip side, I also think that as an athlete, um, you could also use that in a good way. Right. So you can use that to inspire other people. You can use that to um, to make change. Um, so again, there's there's a it's a it's a it's a double-edged sword. But um, I think the uh, the positive uh, outweighs the negative uh, in that regards. Right. And I feel like a lot of times especially like the kids in high school like they don't understand like what that means 
things, you know. <clears throat> when you're kind of, when you're in that position, you know, to perform in front of a crowd. Right. And especially like basketball players, yeah. like, you know, they say they want to be in the NBA. Yeah. But they don't realize the backside of it is talking to people live. Absolutely. Like talking on camera, talking yeah. to the people that are interviewing you. Like, and those are the kids that are saying, you know, I want to be in the NBA that, that right. can't speak in front of their classroom. Right. right. Like with like 20, 15 kids. Yeah, so like they don't, they don't understand like, you know, it comes there's, with it. Yeah. There's so, there's so much that comes with it. I, I just, I just, one of our players just, um, one of our, uh, female players just committed to the university of Connecticut last week and, uh, great player, great kid, uh, all that. And I tried to explain to her, I said, after you do this, your life is going to be different, okay? Like you are now going to be almost like a celebrity because it's UConn basketball. I mean, they have so much media outlet, things like that. So I go, you need to be careful. I said, everything you put on social media, everything you say is now gonna be documented. Um, you are now gonna have, you know, when, when you go play games for them after games, you are now gonna have microphones in your, in your, in your face yeah. and you're gonna have to talk to people. Um, and she was, she didn't believe me. And then like that night, her, her, her like, so after she committed like her social media followers went up like, she got like 500 more followers and, and whatnot. And you know, people were interested in her life. Um, so again, yeah, it just, it comes with the territory. And, you know, I wasn't always comfortable speaking in front of people. It wasn't one of my, um, wasn't one of my um, strong points, but you know, I, I, when you get to that level, you, you really have no choice because people want to hear from you. They want to hear your story. Um, and to be quite honest with you, um, it goes back to what I just said about using your platform for goodness, like your story and people hearing from you could help. It's it generally, you know, could help somebody else. So, um, I just, I think it's important. Yeah. And it's, and that's why, you know, we, we have these conversations because you just never know like who it can help kind of, you know, spreading that awareness on everybody's story and the steps that they took to get to where they are now. Um, you just never know how that's going to influence another person. Absolutely. Um, so having that conversation with just anybody is important because, you know, when you're kind of like in a rut and you're stuck and you don't really know what your next steps are, it's important to not keep that to yourself. Absolutely. Like it's important to seek guidance and find out what your next steps are. And sometimes that's what it takes to, to get to that next Man, spot. I, I, I could, I mean, I agree with you so much on that one. I mean, you, you know, the, the the biggest thing I wish if I could go back and tell my younger self, it's like, keep listening to people mm. because hey, we're human beings. Like we need each other. Um, and, and it's exactly, you know, exactly right. I mean, you need to talk to people. You need to uh, learn from people. You need to let people help you. And I think, you know, for a, for a long time, even for myself, like as an athlete, that was like kind of viewed as like a weakness. Like I'm not going to let them know that, you know, I'm in a rut. Or like things aren't right with me right now. It's like I gotta show that I'm strong. I gotta show that I'm tough, and you kind of internalize everything. Um, but I, I, I wish, um, and I, just even my players, I urge them to talk, talk to people, get it out, um, and and find a solution and move forward. So yeah, nice. And you know, kind of going back to you know your playing days um, at school. 
and having you know that conversation about you know not letting people know that you're in a rut everybody is different everybody yeah. performs differently um, and I definitely understand like where you come from because you, you saying you know that it's a weakness because you don't want people to know that you're you're in a funk yeah, like totally. you you want to be confident totally. when you go out yeah. there but sometimes like the confidence comes from having that conversation right. in the first place um for for me especially like i was reserved like when i played in high school and college like i didn't want to speak to anybody right, right. and looking back at it now like i wish i spoke more about right. how i was feeling about a certain situation because i feel like i could have gotten more out of it no doubt so no doubt. i think it's it's important it's not the easiest conversation to have even if it's like say with your head coach right like, that's not an easy conversation right, to right. Have. um but it does take it takes courage to kind of like step up and say you know this is how I'm feeling, you know, what can I do about it? Right. I mean, I I think it just goes back to kind of like human emotion. It's like, we don't like to seem like we're vulnerable. You know, that's like, that's, that's sort of like this, um, you know, it's like, we always want to be in control. And I I think, you know, once we find out that we can control it to a point, um, and, but at the end of the day, we are human beings, like we're vulnerable every single day. Um, and that's sort of something that like I own now, especially uh, in my 30s. Um, and it's, it's just, it's helped me because it's helped me speak more. It's helped me communicate way better. And it's also helped me um, just value life even more. You know, live, I'm, like live life, yeah, you know, yeah. live life. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, going back to you coming out of high school yep. and transitioning into college, um, I want to talk about that process yep. and how that went for you. Yep. Some of the challenges that you, yep. you know, endured along the way. You know, it's, you know, when I look back at my high school days, it was basketball was my life. And when I say that, if nothing else mattered but basketball, and I did it, it was a safety net because it had gotten me out of a, of a, of a difficult situation um, and it's just something that I did every single day but it was more like for me you know I just love playing basketball like so I could go down the park and play for 10 hours um, and then once I kind of warped into this uh, you know this good player and was getting all this you know recognition and I'm, I'm playing high school basketball games in front of 3,000 people and whatnot and um, kind of being this you know quote-unquote star um, the game just really changed for me because I started to put so much pressure on myself, mm-hmm. um, pressure to perform, um, to the point where I just I had this love hate relationship with basketball. It was something that I did every single day. There was something that a part of me I'm like, yo, I do love this, but then there was just this other like it was kind of like an empty feeling. Like this, I'm not sure how much this makes me happy. Um, so for me. You know, the process from high school to college was very stressful because I was totally unprepared for it. You know, I was, um, I just, I I would say the biggest factor was mentally I just wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready to be told what to do. I wasn't ready to to, uh, face the challenges that that I was facing. so that process was very, very difficult for me, and it took, it really did take me some time to figure that out, um, you know. Um, but I, I, again, I think as human beings, like we we kind of, you know, my philosophy is to kind of trip through life, and um, 
and you know you, you learn from your mistakes you try to get better and you move on but, oh, yeah, um, definitely. but again um, it just was it was a tough it was a tough pro- it was a it was a tough process for me yeah and a lot of it especially you know at a young age it's, it's trial and error right um, especially if you don't have somebody to kind of like guide you through it right because um, because college is a is a different beast, oh, you know. Man. Like you're you're on your own, and you're you're really held accountable when, totally. it, when it comes to you know getting your job done. Because uh, in high school, you know, you you have your parents, you're at home, right? You know, right. or wherever you're staying, right? You you have those people in place. I'll tell you, one of the you know, I look back on my college days, and you know, I, I went to the University of Connecticut for a couple of years, and, and then I ended up you know making the decision to leave, and I went to the University of Rhode Island, and. Um, you know, I played for I played for a coach. His name was Jim Barron, and and, and Coach Barron was a great guy. Um, he, he was into coaching for the for the right reasons. I mean, he loved kids, and uh, I can remember I can remember him finding out that I wasn't going to I wasn't going to class. Now, up until this point, you know, I I you know I I knew Coach Barron was a good coach, but I didn't know you know the the inner workings of that. He's never had a kid not graduate. So every kid he's ever coached in college has graduated from has graduated from college. They get a degree. So he takes going to classes and things of that nature very very serious. So um, I get called into uh, I get called into the office and uh, I sit down and he has he starts out with some choice words that I won't say here and um, he starts reading off my um, my progress report and it's like. Sociology 103, Mr. Hazelton hasn't attended class, and you know, so on and so forth. So he looks me in the eye, he goes, listen, here's the deal. He goes, you're off my team. He goes, go clear your stuff out of the locker. You're not allowed in my arena, you're not allowed in my locker room, and you're not allowed around any of the players on the team. I was done. And he says, at the end of the semester, if you have, if you flunked one course, I'm taking your scholarship. So now, for the first time in my life, I'm sitting in front of somebody and he's telling me, I am going to take basketball from you unless you get it together. Um, and you know what? That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> again, make that choice. Yeah. Um, and again, lucky because I had a mentor that walked it out. So, you know, the first couple months after that, they had assistant coaches tracking me to every class to make sure that I was sitting in the front. Um, so again, you know, and I ended up getting a degree. Um, but again, I had to make that choice. I had to um, humble myself and and say, hey, here's the, you know, I don't have control over this. Um, get your get your stuff together, or you're out. And um, I'm, I'm, you know, I thank God I got my stuff together. So. Yeah, and it, it seems like sometimes, like when you're when you're faced with that adversity, you know, that's the moment where it's either gonna make or break you. Totally. Um, especially you know when it comes to finding out if it's something that you truly want. Totally. You know, in your situation, when it comes to to basketball, you know, that was something that you were passionate about. Right. And you were at that point where you're now the back's against the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, due to certain actions you have to make a decision totally. you know it's going one way or the other that's kind of it can alter your life right um you know and that's not just like in athletics either like that's that's in everybody's life yeah. whether it comes to like a work choice or a work career you know you are faced with these decisions where you are held accountable for for absolutely. your actions absolutely so it's it's really important to be you know self-aware of that and um, you know what it means to truly go after something because that's why I always encourage people to, to follow their passion right you know 
the people that are able to work a nine to five and they're not passionate about it, right. you know, they're more likely to make the mistakes. Right. I feel right. like at least because if they hate their job, you know, like they're not motivated to get up out of the bed and, and do what they have to do. And there's just so many people that are like caught in that cycle. Like they're just not happy mm-hmm. because of that. You know, it's like, um, that's why I would say like, I, I'm blessed. Like I'm lucky because I get to coach all year round, right? Something I love to do. Right. And then the next thing is, you know, my day job is uh, I work in I work in education, um, which again is just working with ki- which working with kids again, um, which is so I always say like I just I have a great job. It's it's easy to get up in the morning um, when uh, when when you when you love what you're doing. So yeah, um, blessed for that. Definitely. Blessed. And can you tell me a little bit more about your day job in Bradford Christian yeah. Academy and also give advice to people that are kind of in that position where they don't like what they're doing right you know and how they I'll, can change so that. I'll tell you I, my first job outside of basketball was probably um, 29 years old so I was I was done playing basketball I needed a job okay um, I have a, a good mentor who was a uh, who was a teacher at a uh, at a juvenile um, you know juvenile detention center uh, in Manchester, New Hampshire? He says, "Hey, we're, we're hiring. Why do you come on down?" So I went down there. I was a counselor and um, you know working with the kids, and you know it was great. But I, I wanted more, um, and uh, they had a school inside of there, and I said, "You know what? I'd like to get into education. I mean, I think it's a great it's a great job that goes along with coaching and whatnot. Um, so I started off in their school as a para, um, and then obviously, you know, I wanted to get a full time job. So to be a full time job, I had to become a full time teacher. Um, in, in order to become a teacher, I didn't have a master's in that stuff. I had to go take a test. Mm-hmm. So I had to go study, right. um, and uh, you know, I, I passed the uh, the Praxis test, which is the um, uh, New, ha- New Hampshire education, you know, board test, passed it and got hired on a waiver and started teaching there. And then, you know, from there, it led me to, uh, you know, to, uh, they, they made some cuts over there. So I went to juvenile probation and I had another great boss over there, great, great mentor over there. Um, and then I said, you know what, I want to take a chance and get back into education. I went down to Lawrence, got hired as a para a year later, got hired as a full-time English teacher. Um, you know, so it's just been one thing to the next and, and, and kind of that, you know, the accumulation of working those jobs brought me to my next uh, my next job, which is at Bradford Christian Academy, which is just a phenomenal, phenomenal place. Uh, small private school, um, just with some great, great people, positive people um, doing some really, really good work. And, you know, I was hired here as an athletic director and also... Um, I'm a, uh, the head of student life here. Um, so it's, again, I don't know how I got the job. I'm just blessed that I have it. Yeah. And, um, and I just have some great people um, that, I'm, that I'm working with. And uh, I, I just, like I said, it's, it's easy to get up in the morning yeah. um, when you have this opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's important for people to know, too, that when you decide to make these changes that it's not immediate. Like, it's not something that happens overnight. It can be, you know, five, you know, ten years down the road. Yeah, you you got to take a chance. You know, I would say you got to take a chance to get something. I mean, when I... 
was was working for the state of New Hampshire as a, as a juvenile probation officer, and when I decided to leave and go back in education, I mean, I was hired, um, you know, in Lawrence as a power, making a quarter of what I was making, you know, um, you know, as a as a juvenile probation officer, but. Again, I, I, I just, I knew if I got down there and I was passionate about it and I did a good job and I worked hard, that I'd be able, that it would lead to something, that it would lead to something else and that's what it did. So sometimes, you know, it's, it, you sometimes you're going to take a step back, you know, to take a few steps forward. Um, and, you know, I think you can't be afraid of that. Um, and, and, you know, I've always been someone who goes, I, I go with my heart. Um, and, and when I'm in a situation, I just, I try to make it, try to make it happen. So, um, and it's, it's led me to this. Yeah, and that's you know that's a good thing you know that you were able to find you know what you needed for yourself. Yeah. You know, not just necessarily for others, but kind of like putting yourself first and figuring out what it truly meant to you. Right. Um, you know that that's you know important. Like you can't compare that. To yeah. Anything else. No, I mean I I think there's there's a it's a. Um, it's it's it comes to a point where you you have to humble yourself. You know, it's almost like you got to submit, um, and um, in order to make a change, you know, it, it has to be um, total. Uh, you know, you 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 you, you got to let a lot of stuff go, um, and, and you know what? It's since I've been living my life like that. I mean, it's just led me to you know to so many other things. I mean, I um, I know you had Coach Sparrow on here. Uh, few weeks ago I listened to his podcast pretty inspirational guy and just listened to his journey and uh, you know brings up like you know the martial arts thing you know I, 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 I practice martial arts and you know I can remember playing basketball in men's leagues and things like that and you know that was my way of uh, working out getting in shape and then I had a good friend of mine uh, say hey why don't you put basketball on the backside and why don't you come do some jujitsu with me and, uh, you know, me being thinking I was like the big macho guy, so yeah, I'll go do some jujitsu. And I had no idea what jujitsu was. I thought we were going to be, you know, doing karate kicks and karate chops. And I didn't really take it serious. And then uh, I walked into this jujitsu gym and um, found out it was grappling and submission, you know, submissions and stuff like that. And I grappled with a guy that was 65 years old and he was 165 pounds. And that guy destroyed me. And uh, it was it was such a humbling uh, experience for me. Yeah. And but I was mature enough at that age to say, you know what, this is what I want. Right. This is great. If I had tried jujitsu when I was uh, in my my mid twenties, I would have never went back to that gym because I wasn't humble enough. I wasn't. Uh, my pride would have been hurt. Um, so I wasn't. I wouldn't be ready to receive something like that. And uh, you know, again, it just. I, I say, you know, in my thirties, things kind of changed for me. So it's just. I always like attribute like the martial arts and stuff it has a lot to do with that, um, you know, teaching you about life and uh, and, and, and things of that uh, nature. So um, the more you open yourself up, you just you never know the experiences that like you know that would lead you to. Yeah, and it seems that you know once you you kind of transition to that after basketball, you know, position that you're yeah. in you were able to still be passionate about other things. So like when it comes to the jujitsu yeah. and stuff like that, that was something that you wanted to get better at. Absolutely. And that's why you continued yeah. to Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, that was the, that competitive nature. It's like, 
you know, jujitsu led me to doing some, you know, some stand-up stuff, some Muay Thai kickboxing. And, and the fact that I wasn't good is what drove me. Mm. You know, because, like, when, I, when you walk into a martial arts gym, you are who you are. Yeah. Um, there's nobody's judging you and nobody is, um, you're all the same. So it's, um, it was something that I could work at and try to become good at. And you know what? I've just, I've met so many great people um, that I don't know where I'd be without that. So just, just blessed. Awesome. And when it, when it comes to, you know, this and, you know, going through those stages, you know, when, when were you able to kind of, you know, tell yourself that you were ready for that change you know whether it comes to jujitsu whether it comes to coaching whether it comes to being the athletic director at BCA you know I think it's sort of something that I've never been quite afraid to do stuff and so it's like I almost feel like you have to just try to go do it and and see and prove to yourself so it's almost like I always kind of like doubted myself a lot like, oh, you can't do that. Or it's like, oh, you got a big game. You know, the, you know, you can't win that game. And then I'd try to go prove to myself that I could win the game or whatnot. Um, so it's more of like taking that step, you know, having that like, you know, courage to take that leap of leap of faith and, and go do it. And then once you get into it, you're like, oh, I can do this. You know, um, when I became the athletic director at Bradford Christian Academy, honestly, I, I didn't know what. It, 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 it entailed to be an athletic director um, but I had to find out and you know so it's just <clears throat> if if you're able to, to get into stuff and you want to improve um, and you're not afraid to make mistakes but you learn from them um, you know that's what it takes courage you know courage being comfortable you know with um, with yourself and um, and also being comfortable with your ability to pull it off yeah yeah being self-aware is is huge and you know just following your dreams following your passion totally i think that's you know your biggest window for for success right. is just going after something that you're extremely passionate about right. and just working with your strengths yeah i mean there, and there's there's so many things throughout the day that can deter us from that right like you know there's so many things that you you could you know people might say to you or things that you might see um, that can make you doubt, you know, chasing those dreams or whatnot. But I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it with kids in, in our basketball program. I've seen it with just the general, like, human human beings' lives. You know, people's lives have changed drastically uh, when they put their mind to something. Um, and, I, you know, I love those stories, and those are the stories I love to hear. Those are the stories I love to see. And to be quite honest with you, those are the people that I draw inspiration from um, because, you know, if you, if, if you dream something um, and you have the, um, you know, you have the focus and you have the courage to go, to go, go try to do it, um, it's, it's amazing what can be done. It's amazing what we can do. Yeah, I mean, there's no telling where you can go, too. Right? I definitely agree with you there. Um, can you tell me about some of you know the challenges that you endured and some of the roadblocks that came your way when it comes to the path that you were? That yeah, you were? I mean, there's there's so many so many things. I mean, you know, I, I look at just my life and uh, you know just the normal stuff that we experience as human beings. Like you know, uh, there's there's death. There's uh, you know, as an athlete, there's there's injuries. You know, I've you know I've had. Uh, you know, a couple foot surgeries and was out for a little bit. And 
Um, there, there's just so many things. Um, you know, life um, takes unexpected turns, so it's it's not always going to be, um, you know, a smooth path. Most of the time, it's not a smooth path. You know, um, and uh, I, I always say, um, you know, I've taken the road less traveled. You know, I've taken the hard way, um, and you know, uh, I, I think it comes to a point where. You know, there were times when I was hit with certain roadblocks that I didn't think that I could uh, get through them. But again, um, having certain people in my life um, and really just just kept moving forward, you can get through stuff like that. So, um, I mean, I, I could I could sit here forever and tell you specific uh, things, yeah. but there's I I encounter roadblocks every single day because that's just what the human that's what human nature is. Yeah. Um, you know, some days we're not feeling good. Some days, you know, it, it's human emotion. I mean, that's that's just what we we endure. So, I always say, if if you want a um, a smooth life, man, that's the majority of people aren't getting that. That's just just for the fortunate ones. So, right, right. And it's it's important that we that we know that and that we can kind of you know sit down and think about. And then it's okay to go to have those. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. that's the biggest thing. I mean. Um, I always tell my players, you know, it's okay to have a bad day. You just can't have two in a row. So you got to figure out a way to, to make to make tomorrow better. So um, it's I, I think as you know, we, we get into this this mindset that um, you know that that we, we can't do something or we've come up against a certain you know roadblock that it oh man life is over. Um, but I mean, if if you just keep moving forward, you'll eventually get through it. You know, so yeah. um, that's that's my that's my philosophy. That's that's what I uh, live by. Yeah, and it's it's really about how you're going to how you're going to prosper. Yeah. Because um, you are going to have those moments in your life. Yeah. And if you don't think you are, then you'll you'll hit that. You'll hit it. Yeah. And and you know it's um it's uh it's a it, uh, again it's a humbling experience when you do hit those roadblocks because you now you figure out that. You're not as smart as you thought you were. You aren't. You're not as great as you thought you were. Um, and that um, there's something else out there bigger than you. Um, and now you have to, you know, kind of slow it down. You got to figure out a way to get around it or get over it or whatnot. Um, and again, I just I think that is the human journey. You know, I, I really do. Yeah, no, that's that's great stuff. That's great stuff. Scott, thank you for joining me today, man. I, I really appreciate you, you know, telling us your story. Um, there's one last thing that I want to ask you is where can our listeners connect with you online? So um, I am on social media. Um, um, so my basketball program is uh, Rivals uh, Rivals Basketball Club. Um, you know you can you can Google RivalsBasketballClub.com or LadyRivalsBasketball.com um, on Instagram. Lady Rivals, uh, Lady Rivals Basketball, or just Scott Hazelton. I uh, type that in, and you'll find me. I'm not a huge social media guy, mm-hmm. but I am on there. Um, I do more following of people than you know uh, of anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I'd love to come back again too, and, and, and talk with you guys some more. But uh, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thank you.